What I learned early on is we're not going to sell you anything. We're going to solve a problem. Yeah. Because you know what? Everybody out there is selling something. And um, I remember years ago, I was in a sales meeting um, in distribution. And I asked my engineer, so what's keeping you up at night? And um, the rep that I was with at the time looked at me like I had two heads. And and the engineer took a pause and he said, well, this. And he had the answer. I just had to ask it in a different way. Yeah. And um, so you ask them, what's keeping you up at night? Or what issues are you seeing? Are you ready to elevate your leadership skills in the electronics manufacturing industry? Join Sana Vinding on a transformative journey as she unlocks the key to exceptional leadership in this dynamic field. Discover invaluable strategies, emerging trends, and best practices through expert perspectives and insightful interviews. This podcast is your ultimate resource for gaining a competitive edge, staying ahead of the curve, and shaping the future. Tune in now and unlock the secrets to leadership success in the world of electronics manufacturing. Welcome to Mind Innovation Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sana Linding, and I'm excited to be here today. This podcast is your ultimate resources for unlocking leadership potential in the electronics manufacturing. Make sure, you know, to subscribe, hit that button, like us, and share this episode. And also, you can actually follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube or Instagram for updates. So I will love your support. Let's talk about today. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to delve into the vital importance of the relationship between manufacturers and manufacturing reps. And we're also going to touch on the art of mas- mastering effective communication to your target audience. And I love this topic. So um, let's just let's dive into it. And today I want to join a special guest is Laurie Bruno. She's the president of Luscom Engineering of San Francisco. With her focus on fostering relationship and driving growth, Laurie is a shining example of leadership and professionalism and her expertise in supplier management and the ded- dedication to key accounts had played a vital role for Luscom Engineering's remarkable success and expansion in Northern California and Nevada. So I am so excited, Laura, you are here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Santa. I'm super excited too. So let's jump in it because I'm okay. always, you know, with the manufacturing and the manufacturing rep, right? Um, it would be great if you can just, for, for the listener, right, to understand, you know, what's, what is it that makes you awesome, you know, where you are and also, you know, with Lascom Engineering, what, what makes you awesome? Well, what I think makes Luskin Engineering of San Francisco awesome is we have a really great team. We're very diversified um, uh, generationally and also um, uh, demographically. Okay. So that's really cool. Um, We also have been in this territory for like 65 years. Um, I know I have not worked there all 65 years, <laughs> but um, uh, people know who we are yeah. and um, we have a really good reputation. Um, the owner um, CEO is John Latimer and, and he is very well known and highly regarded in the industry. So yeah. that helps. That helps. Yeah. 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 So how that's been so much going on, right? We had COVID, we are still learning how to work in a different world Um and it's it's it, there is a change, right? I think we all we can all see it, we all feel it, and, and we all like landing again on our feet. So mm-hmm. so how how has this impact? How have you changed the way you communicate with your with your customers, and also how you communicate with with your suppliers or manufacturers? Uh, you know, even 
pre-COVID, um, being in Northern California, we, we really are an anomaly in so many ways because, you know, we were really at the leading edge of, of so much technology and it was getting harder and harder to get in front of people, in front of engineers. And um, I think that COVID just escalated everything like by 10 years. Yeah. Um, so we had to figure out how, how, what does that look like and how are we going to do that? And so when um, COVID first started, I was um, the distribution sales manager. So I wasn't able to go into distribution. So I started really focusing on LinkedIn and there were so many um, webinars that yeah. I participated in. Uh, Graham Kilshaw Electrics was doing many. I did as many as I possibly could because I thought if people don't, if you don't market yourself, how can you sell yourself? Yeah. And so we started doing things of that nature. And then we started, okay, well, how can we touch our engineers? Because they're not working in the office. Many of us did not have their cell phone numbers, which we learned we now always get their cell phone numbers. Yeah. Um, so we started doing like drip marketing campaigns. You know, it was a lot of trial and error. What works, yeah. what doesn't work. Um, but I just spent a lot of time um, kind of researching, yeah. researching and um, watched other people, what they were posting on LinkedIn and and what I thought, okay, that's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. and I I still, believe, yeah. Yeah. I still think we're trying to figure out the exact right recipe. I don't think we've quite figured it out yet. No. And I don't think you should worry too much because the world is changing, right? So if you said, oh, I figured it out. Here's my golden key. Things are <laughs> different next week, right? So it's exactly. Yeah. I think it's more important to be able to, to make that adaptability. Um, I think that's important. And I love that you said as well, it's saying, yeah, you know, you, you, you tried a lot of different things because I think that's, that's how it is. Um, yes. You have different customers, right? There's different ways to communicate. So, but what what worked well? Let's. I wanna if you have any examples you could share, or what's so, working well now. Okay, so um, I started uh, doing a lot of LinkedIn posts. That that is my primary um, vehicle, let's say. Yeah. Um, and I try. So every Friday, I reinitiated Fun Fact Friday. Cool. And I started doing. Uh, fun facts relative to technology because we could tie that into our industry. But now I'm on this thing. It's kind of almost a historic thing. I go in and I look for the date, you know, Friday, uh, June 22nd, let's say. And what is a fun fact? Yeah. So last week it was the roller coaster was invented in Coney Island, New York. And so they're just lighthearted. Um, yeah. People are expecting that. They kind of like that. So that's that's the one thing. Fun Fact Friday, that's what we're doing. And that will always evolve. Yeah. No, that's um, good. Yeah. The yeah. other thing is I, I try to post um, to both my personal page and the Luscom engineering page, um, our manufacturers, if they have a new product. Yeah. Uh, so MPI, if it's a legacy product that they're trying to, you know, reintroduce into the uh, to the industry, I'll do that. Um, so I try to do two to three of those a week. Yeah. And then last week, uh, about a week and a half ago, I saw on LinkedIn one of our reps. I think it was a rep or a manufacturer did meet the team, and I'm like, I like that. Yeah. 
So I highlighted uh, Susie Schultes last Wednesday, I believe it was. And that got the highest rating. I was talking to her this morning, highest rating out of all my posts. The impressions were the highest I've ever gotten. We had a lot of comments. Uh, Thank you, Walter Tobin, by the way. Um, (laughs) We had a lot of people comment and, and there were people sharing the post and that's how you get visible. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, those are the things that we're doing. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and it's humanizing, right? Showing the yes. face of, of your team. It's, yes. it's also giving a little bit more relationship building. I think that's well, good. Relationship building. Yeah. And then um, what I found, and I also learned this when we were at the ERA conference in, in the um, breakout session that you were in, is that typically our own personal pages get more um, hits than the company page. Yeah. So. So when I share a post, my page, the Luscombe Engineering of San Francisco page, and then I push that out to our team and they turn, especially when it has to do with our manufacturers, because they're the ones with the engineering contacts. Yeah. I don't really have the engineering contacts. I've got our manufacturers, our distributors, you know, that's who I have. Yeah. And you expand. So the... That's good. And I, I really like that. And I like that you're going on both, you know, vehicles, if you want to want to say yeah. that. And I think if I look at myself as well, yeah, if I see something, I more follow that person that mentioned the company or mentioned that NPI they had or some new cool product, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I see it. And then then I will end on that manufacturer's page. So yeah. um yeah, good, good for you for doing that. What about the um the communication on how you're getting information from the manufacturer? How are you setting your expectations now? How have they changed? Um, so we have one uh, manufacturer, Omite, that works with Electrics, Graham Kilshaw and Electrics. And so they do push campaigns that they send out, push emails that they send out to their reps. So when I see those, I just basically make that into a LinkedIn post. So I do it that yeah. way. Um, I have... Other manufacturer, uh, Norcomp and TDK. Yes, I am a name dropper. Um, that I work with their their uh, marketing department, and um, they'll I'll call and say, okay, so what are we looking at? What do you want to focus on? Um, so last week I did a Norcomp return to legacy, and I worked with the uh, marketing manager on that, and he and I have monthly calls, nice. and um, yeah, so I, yeah, and of course. TDK, they're just a huge machine and they have a fabulous marketing department and, and I get a lot of help from them as well. Yeah, yeah. no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And and I, I like what I'm seeing what's going on in the industry, right? That a lot of manufacturing reps are actually now, I don't know if you want to say stepping up or dipping their toe and saying, okay, we need, we need to be part of this, of this world um, and promote ourselves and, and promote, you know, what, what we're doing and what's our value add. So it, it's yeah. great to see. It's it's really important as a manufacturer's rep. I have been on the rep side of the house for nine years and I spent most of my career in distribution. Yeah. It's very different here. And um, you have to show your value, whatever that looks like, yeah. um, to the distributors and to your customers and to your manufacturers. And you never want anybody to sit there and go, what is what are those people yeah. doing? I want to be a, okay. So um, that's kind of how, how we operate. Yeah, 
No, it, I like it. I like it. Um, any any metrics or you you have set right to say this is this is my goal? Is is it followers? You know, is it likes? Or are you just still testing the water? Yeah, I'm I'm testing the water. I think that's probably the hardest. Um, so LinkedIn, I can see uh, the analytics, and yeah. I and I always check those. Um, I have done some drip campaigns with. Um, and, and included white papers, for instance, that we target our engineering community. So I can see the analytics of who's opened the email. Yeah. Um, I can see um, if they've, you know, if they've responded to us. I'm, I don't know that I'm as happy with the drip campaigns um, because I think that our engineering community, they're just bombarded with so many things. And, and it's, it's trying to find that, that value that you bring without being a stalker. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying, and I haven't quite figured that out. So um, I, I'm going to spend more time on developing um, drip campaigns, but I also think that they need to be sent out by the individual uh, sales engineers to their customers because yeah. that's who the customers know. They don't know me. Yeah, they know them. So, so we're in the process of of kind of reinventing how we are going to do drip campaigns. Yeah, no, I, I like that again because you can get flooded, right? I'm I have some where I'm like unsubscribe, unsubscribe, and then I'm still getting something. I'm like I unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you have to be respectful of what you what you are sending out. Um, but yeah, but it, but again with the value, I I totally agree on 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 that one. Um, so. If you're not measuring, you are measuring because you 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 actually are setting some um, some some targets here. I I you know I I can hear that. So that that's I I like that. What what about how you communicate with with engineers? You said white papers. Um, is there how how do you how do you go find them in your whole funnel? Well, so we um, boy, I'm just gonna do a bunch of name dropping. We use Rep Fabric, which is a a wonderful CRM tool. So we're able to go in and pull our engineering contacts or any contacts and by company and, and, you know, we have them um, categorized with whatever area they're in automotive, medical, industrial. Yeah. And um, so we can send like targeted to them. What I learned early on, again, thanks to Graham Kilshaw is we're not going to sell you anything. We're going to solve a problem. Yeah. Because you know what, everybody out there is selling something. And um, I remember years ago, I was in a sales meeting um, in distribution and I asked my engineer, so what's keeping you up at night? And um, the rep that I was with at the time looked at me like I had two heads. And, and the engineer took a pause and he said, well, this, and it, he had the answer I just had to ask it in a different way. Yeah. And um, so you ask them, what's keeping you up at night or yeah. what issues are you seeing? So um, TDK has a lot of products that are in the filtering arena. So if they're having noise problems, uh, a few of our other lines, the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so we try, we look at the customer, what they do, yeah. and then you say, okay, you try to think ahead. What type of problems could they possibly have? Yeah. And then, and then we do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's clever. I, 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 I do the same to see that. Okay. I was saying, maybe I would just say, you know, what's, 
again what's what's happening right now right because if yeah. they if you have something um and you have all these solutions right but they're thinking their problem is something else um right you they won't listen at that moment they will acknowledge that you're there of course right but then later on um when they have a problem you can help them with or a product right that's that's where it, it can it can support them but i think right. it's really it's really because you're actually listening asking that question that you just said there is actually listening to what's what's going on in in their world so it's it, that's a, that's a good one you said every day yeah. no. <laughs> when i got into sales 30 years ago i'd never been in sales i certainly had never been in high tech yeah. and I, um the gentleman that um got me into the industry, gave me two pieces of advice that I always listen to. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. And the answer always lies with the customer. Just ask them what they want. And a lot of times we don't do that. Yeah. So those are my two, my two things, my go-to, I always go back to. No, that was a good advice. How do you, how do you stay updated in the industry? A lot of different ways. Um, I, I would stock wire, obviously the ERA, you know, huge advocate. They're, they're yeah. always sending out some great information. Um, ECIA, I, um, any of the organizations that we are members of, I always um, go to them. Um, then our catalog houses are very good um, at doing new product introductions. So I'll go on there and look at our um, shared just, um, manufacturers and, and that way and just kind of just listening you know yeah and listening there's no exact science that's for sure no no that's good be curious right what about so within your team if you have when your manufacturers bring out a new product do they have like product presentations um and then it's like the slide deck of 100 pages no <laughs> um how do you no but again because it, it i've sit at these webinars sometimes right on your presentation you just sit there and you're like oh my god and then and then you drift right you drift away i am sometimes or i do that sometimes um so what what's the the whole making sure that you have this collaboration within your team and with sales and the engineers um what's 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 like best practice for you um so we have um, two double E's on our team um, and, and they really love all the technical details. Um, I just always ask our, our manufacturers, tell me where to go to sell it. Tell me what the features and benefits are and how I differentiate you from what's your value. Yeah. Give me those three pieces of information because then my distribution manager can go into distribution because that's all they care about is yeah. tell me where to go sell it and how can I position it against another manufacturer. Um, I'm sorry to say we don't care where the parts are manufactured. I know that's important, but really tell us what the product does, where to go sell it and how we differentiate you and we're golden. Yeah. And then our two double E's on our team, you can give them all the technical resources. <laughs> and then they run yeah. with it. They, yeah. they They're the it. ones. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. And it's just to understand, right? Because um, I think you have so many questions. What what about, um, I want to go back to, because again, you said you didn't collect the cell phone number, right? But now you're collecting it. Um, how do you have you seen more communication on your website or more communication on emails than on the phone or, or maybe just, or maybe it's like Sumo's teams. How, how do you communicate? What kind of platform um, 
I think that depends on the individual sales engineer with their customers. Um, some have a strong enough relationship where they can text. And, and I, I find texting to be very intimate. Like I would not text somebody that I've never met before. I, you know, sometimes I'll get a text message from someone and it comes through as a phone number and I'm like, and, and who are you exactly? Yeah. So, um, so I'm really glad that many of our sales engineers have the ability to text because I think that um, you probably get some of these people and, and they just don't have the time to look through it. So they'll text. Um, some pick up the phone and call, which is nice too. Yeah. Um, I have a very bad habit. I'm, I, for some obscure reason, the last thing I normally do is pick up the phone and talk to someone. So I'm, I'm doing better with that now. Yeah. But, um, an email, of course, email is always going to, if, if you've got, yeah. you know, something, a presentation or something that you're trying to send them that always works too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, wasn't it a couple of years ago where somebody was like, Oh, emails are going away. I'm like, I, that's the first, first thing I'm checking every morning is like, is yeah. there any fires going on? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think we're, we're email is here to stay in, in yeah. my life for sure. Yeah. 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 It is. It is. It I, definitely it is. Um, and, and again, back to the whole, if you're saying you revisiting trip campaigns or what kind of value you can share emails is, is still there. And if somebody signed up for it or subscribed, they want it, right? They want that information in their inbox. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. So yeah. you just need to find, make them sh short and sweet, right? So it's yeah. it's good. So um, what about if you're looking five five years ahead? Not to say you know where will you be, but where do you think what what will change and in, in changes do you think that's that's going to happen in the industry if you could look into the future? Wow. Um, I think. And, and I, it, I think it's a good news, bad news kind of a thing. I think that we're going to be much more um, like M to M, machine to machine, uh, communicating with people. I mean, we see that in our shopping habits. Yeah. Um, Amazon truck is at our house every day. Um, <laughs> and, and I think that's good news, bad news, because we are losing that human component. Um, because at the end of the day, um, especially those of us that are in sales, we're people, people, right? Yeah. And um, last week I participated in the Northern California mm. ERA golf outing and there was like 85 people in oh, person. Wow. Wow. And and you do, you get energy from that. Yeah. Um, but I think it will be a combination. I think it will be a lot more M to M communication. Um, and we will see each other in person. Um really only when necessary yeah 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 it changed but then but then you as you just said with all the energy right maybe you appreciate that relationship and that kind of events um in a much different way yeah and i don't think that this is just specific to um the electronics industry i think any sales industry it's it's the same thing i mean they're yeah. closing up shopping malls i mean in san francisco major shopping mall yeah. is closing and movie theaters are closing because there's other ways for us to get to see the movies and and to buy clothing yeah. and things like that it's it's going to be across the board yeah that's going on not the movie theater i love them 
I'm supporting them. <laughs> That's actually where I will put my phone away. If I'm watching a movie at home, I will still have my phone in my hand. I know. Yeah. I know that <laughs> oh, no. So if somebody's like starting in the industry now and, and you want to give, you know, I want you to, to say, this is my best advice to you. If you're starting in the industry, what, what kind of advice would you give somebody just starting? Actually, I've had the opportunity to mentor um, a lot of the next gen people and, and there's, it's really exciting yeah. um, to have them come in and, and I tell them because I never did this. I stayed in my lane. I stayed in my lane. When I got into the industry, I was a single mom and I had two young kids to support and all I, I just like head down, do your job, give me a paycheck, feed my children. That's all yeah. I cared about. And um, if somebody asked me to do something, I just did it because I had to. Um, and so I'm telling these young people, um, listen, and if you see something, I mean, we, we mentor our uh, employees, but we also ask them to mentor us, especially yeah. young people. That's how we stay relevant. Yeah. And um, we don't have to take every piece of advice that they say, but we want to, we want to understand what are we not seeing that we should be seeing. Yeah. Um, so I would tell somebody new coming into the industry, number one, it's, it's very exciting. It, things, things change all the time. And I, and I do like change. So that's good. Um, and any, um, any type of seminar or workshop that you can go to do it, do yeah. it. And, and don't stay in your lane. So I love the whole mentoring. I think it's it's awesome because I think it's both sides, as you just said as well. So if you have to look, what, what have you learned? If that's, if you look at that both way, even what you said to them, don't stay in your lane. What have they told you to say, <laughs> do this? No. <laughs> um, I love, um, we learned a new um, term the other day. Um, and I'm not going to remember it off the top of my head. Um, but it was, it was a term that I had never heard. And I said, what does that mean? Yeah. And, and um, she told me and I was like, okay. So um, I, I'm, I wish I could remember it. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So but, you, um, yeah. It's, it's little things like even our company presentation and yeah. the font that we used. Yeah. They questioned that. And I'm like, okay, you know, so why? And then they would tell us and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So the background that I have, this is a part of us branding Luskin yeah. Engineering in San Francisco. We all have the same background. Right. Nice. Okay. And the um, we all have our name on there. The font that I had originally used, I was told to change it. Yeah. And they told was, me why. And I said, yeah. okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Good. Good. And and that's I think it's nice, right? Because again, you listen, you actually both you is right, and, and found it reasonable. And it's great that they can speak up as well. And have that change and evolve your company's success, right? Because it, it's it's yeah. it's your branding, it's how you how you stand in front of people or engineers and everything else. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I I just with the with the whole mentoring, it's it's always it's it's always both sides. Um, and I I really love that. It's it's you learn so much as well. Um, yes. and also just if you it, and if I think you learn as well when you have to explain, um, something. 
because when you have to explain it in my my in my brain right i have it maybe in a certain way but then when i have to explain it i'm like oh yeah and then maybe i change my mind a little bit or i say oh then i actually learned as well so, yes uh, yes and so, on. so if you have to to give yourself an advice um and you look like maybe 20 years back what what will that be don't stay in your lane. Yeah. Don't stay in your lane. <laughs> I, was um, I took the note for that one. Yeah, yeah. Don't stay in your lane. And I think um, when I transitioned and I wasn't planning on transitioning because I love distribution. I mean, my heart still is distribution. Um, but when I came to the rep side, it's very different. And when you work for a company that has eight employees, you all need to contribute. Yeah. And it's, it's very visible if yeah. not everyone's contributing. When you work for a company with 1,100 people, different story. Yeah. And so I had been pushed into um, an area that I had never been in before. And um, if somebody would have told me five years ago that I would be the conference ERA conference chair this yeah. year. I go, yeah, that's yeah, not right. going to happen. And um, I got out of my comfort zone yeah. and it was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. And um, so push yourself, don't stay in your comfort zone and um, have energy and be inner, be interesting and be interested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good advice. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, I'm a little bit curious. I have one more question then. So if you're saying, and I love that, you know, get to your next level, right? Get out of that comfort zone. So you learn something or try it out um, and seeing it. So what's, what's, what's this? I don't know if it's a skill, but what's the next, next thing you want to learn? Or do? Yeah. Um, you know what? I would like to be on a board of directors. Good for you. I want to be on the board of directors and um, whatever that looks like, because I have an opinion yeah. and um, I can share it you, and I add value. So yeah. that is my next is I would like to be on a board of directors. Good. I love it. Okay. It will happen. I know. I'll, and then I will interview again. It will. I just put it out to the universe, right? Yeah. <laughs> it will happen. No, but saying it out loud as well, right? It makes it yeah. a little bit more real. That's mm -hmm. good. Um, if any of, of the listener would like to, to reach out to you, how can they connect with you? Um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn and they can send me a personal email as well. Um, okay. lbruno at lecsf.com. Nice. I'll, I'll thank you. And I will, I'll put that in the show notes and also on the episode notes that will actually be on mindinnovation.com. So it will cool. be easy to, to find. So Laurie, this was amazing. I think the whole journey about, because everybody has to change and adapt, right? To the new way of working. And I think just you sharing examples. I love that because that can actually help the listener to say, oh, I want to try that. Um, and, and I always love the advice, the question. And everybody's like, what are you asking me? But but everybody has a good advice of saying, yes. this is, you know, what I should have done. Um, and I also learned when I, when I have this kind of conversation, um, it's that I think you're accelerating right because if you look back every year you you know you maybe you do some kind of election or, may, or reflection or maybe it's every five years but you learn to take better or faster decisions right of saying yeah i can't wait 10 years i'm doing it now yes exactly yeah. this has so been great you. fun thank yeah. you if you like mind innovation don't forget to subscribe 
rate, and share the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Senna Vinding and Mind Innovation on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And make sure to check out mindinnovation.com. Stay curious and keep learning. See you next time.